Hello and welcome to episode number one of Pause for Popcorn Season 2, hereafter simply referred to as Pause for Popcorn. If you're a fan, then welcome back. I know it's been a long-ass wait for a new episode. Uh, and if you're a first-timer, I'll give you the quick rundown. Pause for Popcorn is a movie and television podcast under the SDGC umbrella. That's our parent podcast that discusses all things video games. Every single podcast is archived on our YouTube channel, and you can find us on audio platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and more. Uh, now, as I just alluded to, we, we've recorded sporadic episodes throughout the last year and a half uh, as we tried to figure out what we want the show to be and struggle to find the time to record consistently. Uh, I'm very happy to announce that we're going to hit the reset button in 2019. We're going to be producing a ton more stuff for all of you to enjoy, and we're going to be exploring new and exciting ways to do that. Um, so without further ado, let's get on, get on with the show. And I'm joined by my co-host, Justin. How's it going? Hey, Jeff. How are you? Good, good, good. Glad to be back. Uh, sorry, taking a swig of Coke. I figured we'd start the show off uh, to spring this on you. Uh, maybe just talk about something we watched recently, just to get back in the groove of things. Doesn't have to be anything new. Um, anything you watched in a theater, on TV? Like, what have you been? Okay. What have you been up to? Uh, well, last night actually, I watched um, Revenge, which is a uh, French movie. It's um in the U.S. I know it's streaming exclusively on Shutter, which is a horror streaming service that I highly recommend if you're um, a horror fan. There's some really good stuff on there, um, and you can access it like through the VNV uh, app, which is made by Crunchyroll. It's a really nice streaming app. But uh, yeah, so I watched that last night, and um, it's it's really cool. Like it's it's a tough tough watch. Um, real really really violent um sexual assault is a major part of it and it's pretty brutal in that movie but it's probably the most effective like woman getting um punishing the men that wronged her movie that i've seen since like the original kill bill oh um, wow that's high praise yeah it, it, it's really really good <laughs> um like it's um you know her stuck in the desert with these guys that are out hunting mm -hmm. uh these, these three guys that, you know, left her for dead. And then, you know, she survives and it's her surviving in the wilderness and then tracking them down. It was, it's a really, really great movie. Cool. Um, beautifully filmed. Uh, really neat. Not, not a feel good film though. Oh, absolutely not. Like it's definitely not the movie. I would not recommend that movie for anyone if you're oh, sensitive yeah. to, um, is it just the violence, violence and, and sexual assault. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's very very um <laughs> it's very disturbing uh quite a bit but um it's re it's really really well executed and they play with like a lot of um typical like hollywood sexualization mm -hmm. and like kind of flip it around um as the movie goes on to make you know kind of make it a statement about what they're what they're portraying um and the men and women in the film i thought it i thought it was really good um i enjoyed it a whole lot yeah, that's that sounds good. I don't know. I, I like horror films, but it, I got to be in the right state of mind to watch them, or else they like really fuck me up. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What I watched. Uh, not a lot worth noting. I watched Solo again last night, and you know what? That's just that's just a fun movie. Like it's. Uh, I don't know. It's not. 
Alden's performance is weird. Like half the time, I feel like he's doing a really good, just his own take on Han Solo. And then other times there's like little bits where I'm just like, okay, he's trying really hard right now to do a specific Harrison Ford impression. And those really stand out. But when he's doing his own thing, I actually thought he was pretty good. It's just, there's some little bits of awkwardness. He tries to do a certain look or say something a certain way. I'm like, you don't need to do this. We like, you don't look anything like Harrison and that's fine. So just, and again, that's, I don't mean to put that on him. I don't know what type of direction he was given. uh, Well, I mean, it's just, that's gotta be one of the hardest roles to get. Like Mm -hmm. Han Solo is such an iconic character. And not specifically Han Solo, Harrison Ford as Han Solo. As Han Solo. yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and like, like that had to be tough to take on. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not as high on the movie as you are. I I think it's all right. Um, I didn't really like the first. I thought the first 20 minutes are real, real bad. Uh, And then it kind of just peters out in like the last half hour or so. But like, I think that middle section is actually Mm -hmm. a good time. See, I'm kind of the opposite. I I thought the start and ending were strong and the middle was where it lost me a little bit. But I will say... Oh, wow, really? Um, I was a lot warmer to it on my second viewing than the first viewing. Maybe it's, I didn't, I mean, I didn't go in with high expectations, obviously the first time, but, uh, and and I I don't, I'm not saying it's a good movie. It's just there's specific parts of that that entertain me. I thought the kind of chase sequences in the opening were actually pretty well done. Um, and the, yeah, just the middle part, kind of the, uh, I can't remember the name of the planet, everything basically after the train heist, which happens pretty quickly, uh, up till the Kessel Run. There was uh, about a, maybe 20, 25 minutes in there where I thought it was a little slow, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that part, and I, I loved Lando in the movie. Like, yeah. Donald Glover as Lando <laughs> is phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. He was almost too good, though, especially alongside, you know, Alden as... Yeah, I know. Han Solo. <laughs> like, he really kind of steals the show for a while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's... That's it. Um, so we'll get on to the main show then, where we're going to be talking about spoilers. Uh, this is a heated topic that people get really pissed off about sometimes. Um, so I thought we'd just start the show by talking about, uh, you can go first, basically, how do we define a spoiler? What is a spoiler to each of us? And then we'll argue about who's right, I guess. So what would you classify as a spoiler? How would you describe it? Oh, see, this is hard for me to answer directly because it kind of depends on the movie um, for me. So I'll just give like a high level definition yeah. first and then I'll unpack it more later. So like I think it's just, you know, talking about um, talking about a critical moment that would undermine my enjoyment of the movie, basically. Um Oh, I have a lot to say. Like, go on to like your definition, and then we'll unpack. Okay, it. all right, all right. So there's a lot of trains of thought on this, and like I hear, I, I'm gonna just jump into some examples, and then you can use your own examples because we kind of have to okay. do that. So yeah, like the, for example, the sequel to Ho- Spider-Man: Homecoming, Far From Home. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, this is a weird situation. Yeah, that, but regardless, of all that stuff. There's some set photos been going around, and some people have shared them with me directly. And there's, like, a new Spider-Man suit, which shouldn't be surprising because, like, superheroes get new suits in every movie, but... Well, I think I, they have officially revealed that. I think that okay. ended up... 
I think Tom Holland ended up going because I didn't see any of the set yeah. photos, but I saw it when Tom Holland. Went you're right. On you're right. One, one of the late night talk shows. Mm-hmm. So, and regardless of that's official or not, what I'm getting at is. I don't want to see that new suit unless it's officially unveiled. I enjoy the surprise of seeing new suits, but I don't consider that a spoiler. A suit, like, unless that suit has some very specific meaning to the plot or to the character development, if it's just a new suit for the sake of a new suit, like another 500th armor for Iron Man, like, those aren't spoilers, even though I may not want that information or want to see it. And I, I like to draw the line between what I simply just would prefer not to know and what I actually consider a spoiler. So what I would say... Okay, uh, that's... that. See, that, that's fair. That kind of gets into some stuff I was going to say. Like, but yeah, that that's definitely a fair... Yeah, so of... like, the, the best way I can define it for myself is a spoiler would be, like you said, a critical element specifically for the plot or a character in the movie that like you said, would undermine our enjoyment of it, which is a little bit subjective, but I would also usually say it's something that you are not intended to know or is intended to be, um, I guess, a surprise. Like, it's something yeah. that the movie builds toward and is revealed. It's not just something that happens. Like, I, I, that's the best way I can put it. I think it should be something significant and something that is yeah, intentionally obscured or held off on till a certain point in the movie. Mm-hmm. See, I, I personally think that stuff I don't want to see, mm-hmm. I def- like I would consider that a spoiler, but like it's stuff I also know other people wouldn't. Like I like that's definitely that's the problem, right? Because everyone has yeah. like a different line. Yeah, every, everyone has a different kind of um, threshold for it. So like some people, you know what obviously wouldn't care about um you know seeing that new spider-man suit i saw it because it was officially revealed but i avoided Mm -hmm. you know the set photos but like even sometimes i feel like marketing goes too far in showing stuff i don't want to see or people go too far in dissecting trailers um hence why we've had more and more (laughs) trailers just intentionally editing their like sequences because like People just piece together the whole movie from it, right? Yeah, because they're not meant to be, hey, we're going to slowly unveil the whole plot to you before the movie's out. It's meant to get people that wouldn't see the movie to Mm -hmm. go see the movie. Um, Yeah, and on on that topic, like I I think myself before I've said if they show it in a trailer or official marketing, it's not a spoiler. I don't think that's the case. I think because the um, marketing departments are separate from the directorial and crew team that actually make the movie – and they will just, they, as far as I know, most of the time they have free reign to basically put whatever the hell they want in the trailer. Yeah, and and like some movies have had ending shots in the trailer. Yeah. Um, Amazing Spider-Man Two is actually one I I remember distinctly. Like it sets up, you know, the Rhino battle with, you know, Spider-Man jumping up and swinging around the uh, manhole cover at him. Right, that's but literally the final shot. Of but the out movie. of context, though, was, that's not really. Yeah, but that, but. But the thing is, because it's, I had seen that trailer so many times beforehand, okay. like, I was waiting for that scene, and the fact that it ended up being the final shot of the movie, and yeah. we didn't get that actual <laughs> fight, like, yeah. it was just one of the things that, I mean, I don't like that movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's just one of the things that just pissed me off even uh-huh. more about that movie. Um, there's that trailer that went out recently with um, 
for a dog's purpose or <laughs> no a dog's way home yeah w- was that in the canadian theaters for yeah. spider-verse as it well? was okay yes this movie <laughs> um like it's it's a summary of the entire movie like i i think that trailer was made specifically for people that like cannot handle any kind of bad things happening to dogs yeah. <laughs> um like it literally uh, for those of you that haven't seen this trailer it opens up with this guy getting this dog as a puppy with you know the puppy's inner monologue voicing over it it shows their years together and then it shows the dog getting lost and then trying to find its way home and then it, sh- it runs into a mountain lion next thing it cuts to is oh and him and the mountain lion are friends like it shows an avalanche it's like oh the dog saved the guy from the avalanche and then they help drive him drive them farther and then it literally ends with the guy you know really sad on the side of the road and then looking down he's like no way and then this dog comes <laughs> running down the street barking and it shows a map of it of the dog's path as it arrives home on screen like every theater i've been to has laughed at that trailer for just showing the whole movie and i know it's a movie that's not out as of the time i'm recording this i doubt anybody's going to (laughs) care uh, about that one we will not um, be reviewing it just no we we won't uh (laughs) but like but like stuff like stuff like that it's is really frustrating to me and Mm -hmm. like also, as somebody that really loves um, the visual aspect of movies, there's a lot of shots that I don't want to see before I'm in a theater watching them. They wouldn't necessarily be spoilers, but like That's shots fair. that I would have adored to see for the first time when sitting down in a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, this is another Spider-Man example, but like when um, Civil War came out. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of every trailer, it showed Spider-Man, you know, with Cap's shield landing down. And, like, you know, obviously that's a major money shot for a trailer. Like, yeah. Spider-Man's in the MCU stealing Captain America's shield. Like, mm-hmm. that's something people would be very excited about. But, like, I can't imagine how crazy a crowd would have gone on opening night mm-hmm. if that hadn't been shown ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um and so, like, I've, I try to watch trailers for movies that I'm really anticipating less and less these days. Um, I know so far I've watched both um, Godzilla King of the Monsters trailers. I don't I'm going to try to not watch any others mm-hmm. um, because it does seem like the movie is basically a remake of the original Godzilla versus Monster Zero. And, you know, you get the whole eventually they haven't shown it yet, but they you get all four of the monsters together. I do not want to see that before um, before I'm in the theater watching the movie. And they're going to have to show that at some point. Um, so, like, I, I know it's, like, a not really typical spoiler, but it's something that I personally mm-hmm. really would prefer to see, you know, in theater instead of having seen it a million times in marketing materials first. Well, and that's a good point. Like, there's, that's something I didn't consider that a spoiler. I mean, because films are multiple levels, right? You've got your narrative, and then you've got the audiovisual aspect, which is some films are almost primarily uh, appealing because of the, the audio or the visuals. So to spoil a set piece or a specific shot or something like that um, is, like, super important, like you said. Like, even I, I worry about the new Godzilla trailer that maybe there was a too, few too many awesome shots 
uh, in the trailers that would have been uh, cool to be saved for the movie. But I think that brings me to um, something else you got me thinking of then. I think there's maybe an audience um, aspect, like a audience responsibility, I guess. Like companies are going to market their products. And oh, yeah. if, if you go and seek out every single clip and every single trailer and watch all of them a hundred times... And then oh, feel yeah. like there was a little bit too much stuff shown to you. It's like, uh, you know, I'm not going to defend oh. them putting a specific moment in a trailer, but mm-hmm. like, just that overall feeling, that's on you. Just let let the marketing reach you as it comes and don't mm-hmm. go seek it out because it's not intended to be done, like consumed that way. Yeah, and that that's something that I have made a point of doing. And I, But I know like also sometimes just with the way like fan communities are, like mm-hmm. screen, get, screen grabs, clips, like... Mm-hmm um fan art and stuff can like kind of perpetuate some of these moments in marketing mm-hmm. uh way more than they're kind of intended to be seen um i definitely do think there is an audience resp- re- responsibility <laughs> like you know with not watching everything a million times but um mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's just kind of like it's a conflicted thought that I have because it's like, I want movies to be successful, especially movies I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times showing those moments are mm-hmm. what's going to get people into the theater um, to see them. So it's, it, it's kind of, it's kind of tough, you know, to, to judge sometimes what you should watch and what you shouldn't. Yeah. And um, that's a good point too. So I guess we'll talk about then you mentioned spider uh, amazing Spider-Man too. Uh, let's talk a little bit about movies we've had specific parts spoiled for us and how that affected how we watched the movie. Like you said, you were waiting for that scene the entire time. Um, I've got a little bit of a interesting story because it's so, uh, I avoided all the force awakens. Like as soon as a review borrow came out, basically a week before the force awakens came out, I went into shutdown mode. I turned off all the internet and everything like that. Um, and I was good. And I sat down in the theater to watch the movie and I like opened up Twitter to see, to basically say like tweet, like about to watch star Wars finally. And I saw like straight up on my feed, someone was talked, it said Han Solo dies. So, but I would, I would be furious. Like, but the thing is like, I'm always skeptical because people fucking troll. Cause I've read spoilers before that aren't true. So yeah. it wasn't like a spoiler. I was like, okay, they could be full of shit. But then I spent the whole movie wondering, A, will he die or won't he? And then B, constantly, like, every single time Han Solo's on screen, is this it? Is that, is it, is he gonna, like, just, and I still, it, it, I still enjoyed the movie. And I wouldn't even say it diminished my enjoyment of it because I still didn't know for sure. But it changed, it made that a focus of my brain and did affect how, like, how I interpreted that whole uh, and you only get one shot at seeing something for the first yeah. time, right? Which is a big part of spoilers. And, and that's kind of my thing on it. Like, I don't think, you know, getting spoiled on stuff, like, especially with, like, classic films, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot that I've seen, you know, well after, you know, movies that are 30, 40 years old um, that I I didn't, you know, see till, you know, I was in college or something. You know, I've had plenty of moments spoiled for me. I still love those movies. But, like... Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like new releases, like, and you know, people always, you know, call out this BS study that, oh, it doesn't diminish your enjoyment, but like the type of enjoyment you get from experiencing a story for the first time is very different from how you would on a rewatch. Mm -hmm. Um, 
like, because on, on a rewatch, like, when you've already taken in the story for the first time, you can kind of see elements of foreshadowing, elements of, you know, symbolism and how the themes, like, come together. And it's a really fun experience, like, rewatching mm-hmm. a movie like that. But, like, when you get spoiled on something, like, and you're, like, like you said, you get paranoid about it the whole movie and you're just thinking yeah. about that, like, one um you're thinking about that one specific thing you kind of become blind to all the other stuff that would normally come on a rewatch mm-hmm. as well as like ignoring a lot of the other stuff that you would be paying attention to on the first time it just is a very different viewing experience i think mm-hmm. yeah one thing that i i have seen lately is um people really not having any respect for like the weekend a movie comes out like Mm -hmm. people are like okay it came out thursday it's sunday now everybody's (laughs) seen it like maybe give it a little bit longer than that (laughs) that that's Um, a perfect segue because uh so what i've got up here we're going to create a very short official scgc spoiler manifesto Oh, so okay. we're going to create just a, two or three rules. Uh, we're going to try to uh, make a definitive declaration on some of the laws surrounding spoilers. So uh, you jump right to this. So we'll talk about the statute of limitations for spoilers. Um, I'll just throw it out there. My argument is a lot of people can't see stuff in theaters. So at the bare minimum, you, cannot, you should not be um, publicly discussing spoiler elements of a release until it's available on home video. And even then, uh, I would say you should have a little bit of a grace period beyond that. So I, I agree. And my personal, um, my personal one is a bit stricter, but I mm-hmm. think I, um, I think it's a good one until the sequel is announced. If it's something that's going mm-hmm. to be like a multi-entry thing. Um, because when a sequel is announced, obviously it's going to take element, major story elements from the first one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that, that's the point when trying to dodge spoilers from a previous movie in a series will impact any kind of discussion of the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, that's the point where I think it goes from being, um, you know, being sensitive to people that haven't seen the movie yet to okay well people have seen this movie they want to discuss the next one it's kind of on me to see this movie mm-hmm. at this point um that's usually where i stand on it okay but i mean a lot of movies don't get sequels yeah, a lot of movies don't get sequels so um let's say yeah. uh well i guess if a sequel is announced it's either announced directly after the movie gets released and is a huge hit uh or i would say it's announced within a year so yeah could we say a year is a fair I'd say that's fair. I mean, an interesting case recently is um, with Split and then Glass getting announced. Yeah, I got spoiled by that because um, it was yeah. out on Blu-ray for like two weeks. And two then, weeks, yeah. And I was like, Cause fuck! Because um, that was a movie I saw. I saw I saw it on a whim mm-hmm. uh, opening night. I It was a night I was working till like 9.30 at night. There was a showing at 10.05. I was wide awake. I'm like, I'll go see this. Um... I was in there with a bunch of like 13 year olds (laughs) Um, and then the music started in the last scene Mm -hmm. and I'm like, this is familiar. And then you see Bruce Willis 
and you realize it's in the Unbreakable universe. And, like, it was such a, it was such a cool moment. I just um, want to point out that we so just many... spoiled Split on the podcast. Glass comes out next week. Yeah, I know. And that's why I didn't feel bad about spoiling <laughs> The mean, Force I mean, Awakens. That's, that, that, I mean, that's... Yeah. The sequel has been announced. So yeah. that's my... Um, mm-hmm. uh, Split's also a very good movie in its own right. And, like, that's honest... Like, that's honestly... It, it, it is the last scene of the movie, but it feels like mm-hmm. a post-credits tease yeah. more than, more than like, the crux and, of the story. Uh, you know, get, so I'll just preface this. In case anyone hasn't seen Split, I'm just going to go a little bit further into that. Um, mm-hmm. Just so if you haven't seen it, you might just want to skip ahead, like, 30 seconds. But um, I did get spoiled on that. It's All I knew is that it's set on the in the Unbreakable universe. And like you said, it was basically just a post-credits scene, so it didn't hurt, like... The movie stands on its own outside of that. I was thinking, yeah. like, you know, I think Bruce Willis is going to come in and, like, punch the shit out of yeah. uh, James McAvoy and, like, save the day or something like that. I thought it was going to be, like, this big heroic moment and this big holy shit. But it was just, like, an end thing. Like, so, yeah, that didn't. Yeah. So, like, that 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 is an interesting case where the sequel announcement was mm-hmm. kind of so short after the movie came out that it, um... Because I know a lot of people that were in the same boat as you. They hadn't mm-hmm. seen the movie. And, like, that's also one of the rare cases where people had been incredibly well-behaved with mm-hmm. not spreading that around. Like, the most I saw is, like, people were like, if you see Split, see it with people that really love Shyamalan movies. <laughs> um, because they will really enjoy it. That was the closest thing I, you know, had heard to any kind of hint that there was you know, anything like that in the movie. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of people that were in your same boat that hadn't seen it, like... Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think that's a really fascinating little case of... And I would actually argue they yeah. they maybe did the announcement so short after it hit uh, home video. I think that got a lot of people to watch Split. I know it pushed me to watch it. No, like, yeah. I, I was I, like, I'll I watch think, this someday. Did. And then yeah, they... Think- yeah, I was like, I went out and bought, because uh, I only had Unbreakable on DVD, so I went out and made sure I upgraded to a Blu-ray. We watched Unbreakable, watched Split, they got me. So, congratulations. Yeah. Um, and Glass is out in a couple, it's either next week or the week after, it's soon, um, as of the recording of this. I want that to be good, but I'm really worried about that one. <laughs> like, once I finally and, watched the trailer for it, after yeah. I'd seen Split, I just don't know how it's all going to come together, but... I mean, I'll see it. Yeah. Um, okay, so so that's kind of rule one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let's just let's just restate it um, before we move on to the next one. Okay. Uh, so with within this rule, though, we kind of have to. We're we're just talking about open discussion, like unsolicited. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So unsolicited open discussion spoilers. One year limitation from time of release. Okay. Is that, that fair? Fair. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, um, and then I would also, you know, say unless like a sequel gets directly <laughs> announced, like within that time, and there's information. Uh, well, I don't know. That, that falls apart though, because like there that is. Falls apart. I, I, I was just also thinking about like the MCU and like yeah, Infinity War and stuff, because that's kind of like a whole nother thing with event movies, um. But never mind. This is just going to be general. Like, there's obviously going to be exceptions to it. All right, let's just move on because we okay. could probably discuss that one for forever if we. 
So the second one, um, again, this one might be a little bit tricky, but I think this is interesting and important. Uh, movies that are based on source material, be it a direct adaptation of comic or book, uh, be it based on a true story or true events, um, or like a you know bio- biopic. So, is it a sp- if these are considered public knowledge? Is it a spoiler to discuss, for example, the ending of uh, the Aviator, <laughs> like, or you know, it, because I think for a lot of people, myself, I'm usually only vaguely familiar with the events in a lot of these movies and. So my position on it is if it's based off of a book or is a remake of another movie, something like that, mm-hmm. um, I try to keep it – I try to keep that stuff quiet because I think that's more likely to be a direct mm-hmm. – because sp- it's, you know, it's a direct narrative. It's not, you know, a biopic kind of thing. That's fair. I so you're, you're – at think, the very least, you're spoiling the original yeah. book or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know when it's ba- when it's like based on a true story and like actually based on a true story. Um, it, it's really hard for me to find <laughs> to like define <laughs> to that give as a like shit. a spoiler. Yeah, like I like I know there was a whole thing uh, when American Sniper came out, and you know people were talking about like, oh, I wonder if this is going to show how he dies or like <laughs> yeah. Um, because you know chris kyle was murdered after the fact and it was like oh is this going to be a story of his um just his military career or Mm -hmm. is it going to talk about that period after he returned kind of thing and people were like oh you just spoiled the movie for me it's like like he's a real guy like this is a a thing that happened like i know and i know that's Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to um, consider actual events a spoiler. Um, unless okay. it's like a case of surprise, this is actually tying into some like historic moment kind of mm-hmm. thing. But like when it's like an actual like, this is this person's life kind of thing, I, I, I really can't consider that a spoiler. Okay, so rule number two then. Uh, let's just, we, we will just continue to group, um, direct narrative adaptations in with our yeah. traditional spoilers. So rule number two, uh, any film or series based on nonfiction events or people, uh, there, you can't spoil those. Yeah. Fair? They're, yeah. Fair. Okay. They're, they're out of spoiler territory. Uh, and then... Number three, oh, this is hard to create an actual rule for. So I just wanted to talk a bit about um, spoiler etiquette, which is, I guess, more how we discuss these things in general. Um, and I would say that even uh, even if something follows all these rules, even if the movie's been out for three years, uh, I would say it's good spoiler etiquette to always um, check with someone if they've seen something. It's not required, but it's good editing. I agree. Um, I also, like... Like, it's one thing if I'm having, like, an open discussion with a few people, like, on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's, like, like that's people that... eavesdropping on you online. Yeah. That's not your... That's um, not on you. Yeah. 
But like, if I if I'm recommending a movie to somebody mm-hmm. that I think they would like, I'm not gonna go be like, oh, yeah. and this is what happens in this movie. I'm like, hey, I think you'd like this movie. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually try not to like give away too much plot stuff if I'm just. Mm-hmm. you know kind of having a casual talk about it unless i'm trying to make like a specific comparison between like how a movie was made or how it handled certain themes between mm-hmm. like multiple like yeah i mean that's a, that's a tough one because i mean there's also like the sense of informal like like if you're writing a formal critique and reflecting on a movie like obviously you're gonna have to go into details and stuff mm-hmm. but um like in casual conversation yeah just mm-hmm. don't blurt out stuff unless because i mean also somebody could have heard something and then they might ask you about it and then fine but like yeah. if you like especially if you're recommending a movie to somebody yeah yeah exactly okay so that so for that one we'll just say rule number three is simply just be respectful of others yeah i think that's uh and like also yeah. if somebody's like like somebody that's like me and has a few kind of weird things that they consider spoilers like i Mm -hmm. you know would consider certain shots spoilers and stuff Mm -hmm. like if you're aware of that just be respectful of like Mm -hmm. like those people like i mean and i do also want to echo that um you know i am somebody that is concerned about spoilers for a lot of things however there is a responsibility for you to moderate um to moderate yourself. I mean, people will can go out of the way to spoil stuff, but like, I also think there's, um, there is within people that are, you know, concerned about spoilers, there is a sense of everybody has to share my definition and Mm -hmm. not everybody does. So like, you know, I have a lot of mute filters on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, so I, I definitely think there is a personal responsibility on some level as well as, you know, general etiquette. Okay, so we'll say rule number four is audience responsibility. And yep. let's lump that in with the other one. So we talked about not watching the same trailer a hundred times, not watching every single clip. Uh, if you're a Godzilla super fan, don't go on the official Godzilla forums three days before <laughs> the new movie comes out because you're putting yourself in a bad spot uh, where you're at high risk of seeing or hearing something you don't want to know right yeah. take take the precautions you don't need to go into a like a bomb shelter but take reasonable measures to remove yourself from the most likely situations where you're going to uh you know be spoiled on something i think that's reasonable to expect because yeah. you, you can't expect everyone else to walk on eggshells is if they're in a spot that's dedicated to discussing that movie yeah right? yeah exactly so cool okay well i think those are uh pretty concrete um that's pretty much all i have for the topic is there anything else you wanted to add or anything you missed hitting on oh no i i I think we covered it um you know i know you and i kind of have diverged on what constitutes a spoiler or not (laughs) in the past Mm -hmm. um and i i do think it's an interesting topic like if anybody listens to this episode and you know wants to you know, maybe contribute your own rules or you have a different take on anything, um, let us know. Uh, you know, reach out to us on Twitter um, and, you know, we'll talk about it. And I'm so sorry if we spoiled The Force Awakens or Split for you, but 
those are <laughs> those are outside the rules we've established so that's on yes, you th- those are, those are um and both have sequels coming out this year uh yeah one uh, of them has a second sequel one of them has a second year. sequel coming out this yeah. year. yeah <laughs> so it's all good cool well thanks so much for joining me justin uh and th- yeah thank you for having me thank you everyone else who might have watched or listened to this uh, we don't have a strict schedule for Pause for Popcorn. Uh, we're hoping to produce these pretty regularly. So uh, I will just say until next time, have a good day.